Now, the latest news on Tasmanian racing. Turk Warrior kicked out by two and a half, three, now four. What an exciting youngster he is. Turk Warrior goes down to win brilliantly. Mystic Journey over the top, takes the lead. She is one for him, Mystic Journey's won the All-Star by an elected reporter. Here's the inevitable flashing down the outside. Oh, the little champ's going to do them. First accused hit the front, but on the outside, the inevitable. Dash past and won brilliantly. Oh, gee, how good is he? It's time for Tassie Time. Uh, we love Tassie Time, presented by Ladbrokes Summer Racing, Racing Festival. It's on right across Tasmania, right across summer, racing on the centre stage in the festival of all things Tasmania has to offer. All the info at summerracingfestival.com.au. I wonder whether they all have a picture and a statue of Peter Staples, because all he does is tip winners every time he's on Tassie Time. How are you, Pete? I'm good, thanks, Michael. I've had a good run lately, but um, as long as we keep remembering the good tips, not the ones that didn't get up. <laughs> well, you've only been giving us good ones lately, so that's all we uh, can remember, which is great. I tell you what, the, the build-up to some of these feature races in Tassie certainly escalated last Saturday at Flemington when yes. Dunk L, who was absolutely astonishing, uh, declared by Patrick Payne, definitely Tassie bound, and I think... Even the runner-up, sole choice, the filly, might be heading down there for the Oaks as well. It's not a bad little double to take if we could get on early. Well, that's that's, that's you right, Michael. I spoke to um, the young lass, um, Taylor uh, uh, Barker, who came down with the uh, uh, with the filly, uh, with Russian Ronnie to come out and tackle the Tassie Guineas. He won that. And um, before she left, she said, uh, look, just keep an eye out for sole choice because I think Gay's pretty keen to bring it down for the Oaks. So, of course, it lobbed in Dunkel's race and it led, and uh, as a lot of Gay and Adrian's horses do, and she was game, you know, really game over the, at the business end of that race over 2000. So if she comes, she's certainly going to be a player. But Dunkel, I think you agree. Were they looking at the Alistair Clark as well with him? Yeah, but I, uh, Pat likes to place his horses where they can keep winning and get good yeah. confidence. So, I mean, he said on correct weight that Tassie is still the preferred option. So is there any local... Hope that could get close to Dunkel. Oh, look, it's hard to tell at the moment, mate. Until they get out to a bit of ground, um, but you know the the look. Bellow Bow, um, he's not a Derby horse, um, but Bellow Bow put it to Russian running um, in the Guineas, and you know, they spaced the others. They absolutely spaced them. Um, so what was running on from behind? In, in that in that race, from the local perspective, you would hope that a lot of them will go on to get, um, you know, the 21 or 2200, I should say, and run it strongly. But I would think that, you know, if Dun- if Dunkel comes, and there's probably some others, I think Tony McAvoy's got one that he's keen to, to bring over, um, and a couple of other trainers. Danny O'Brien may have a um, an Oaks filly um, and or a Derby horse, so... There's a few that are thinking about coming along, but I think if they were thinking of coming and after seeing Dunkel, and if he's definitely coming, it might scare a few of them away. It'll be a nice highlight. Uh, it'll improve the Tassie Derby rating, maybe just like Explosive Jack did, because he could contest a number of derbies. Well, uh, it's, it's like months. you say, Explosive Jack, and he went on, look what he did. And the, the nephew won it last year. Patrick Payne trained the nephew to win mm. it last year. So I think he'd like to win back-to-backs. Um, but I just think there's something a bit special about Dunkel. You know, the way that he went about attacking the line once he got clear, and at one stage it looked like he just wasn't going to get a run, but 
good horses seem to find a way, don't they, Mike? They do. Uh, just quickly, Pete, um, I, I see that um, we've lost a, a legend of Tasmanian harness racing as well. Yeah, Bruce Usher. Um, Bruce Usher, he's, um, he started training well, out in harness racing when he was 1947. Um, so he had a pretty long, uh, a long hit. Um, he suffered a short illness that, um, well, it wasn't diagnosed until he went in for a little bit of a checkup thing, and uh, he went very quickly. Um, but he was surrounded by his wife um, of 43 years, his second wife, um, Elizabeth, um, and his family, his two sons and daughters-in-law and, and five grandkids, and he got eight, had eight great-grandchildren, so he was a big family man, and he was he was one of the doings of harness racing in Tassie. He he, he developed the ARC moniker, um, and um, one of his, or he claimed that his best was ARC Raider. Um, Mark Raider was a, was a super horse. He, uh, um, he won a lot of big races, won an Easter Cup in 82, and then won the St. Ledger. Um, towards later times, he had Umbro's Revenge, which he revived, and um, but he was just a great horseman. He started out as a milkman. Um, he was part of the Baker, um, the Dickie Baker family, and he was his uncle. And um, of course, Dick Baker trained thoroughbreds, and um, his his dad Bob was a top grand trainer who mm. trained a Hobart Thousand winner and an Australian Cup winner. So he was involved with racing from an early age, but he fell in love with horses because as working, his dad was a milkman, so he worked with mm. his dad on the horse and cart. And of course, they get into the dairy, and that's where the horses are stabled, and that's where he fell in love with them. Amazing. And he just had a great empathy with horses and uh, everything equine. He was, and he loved the paces. He just yeah. loved them. So well, he uh, well he was a, a ripper bloke. And uh, yeah. he uh, the funeral was held last well, yeah, last week. And I don't think there was anybody that's still still yeah. living in harness racing that wasn't there to see him off, and only those who couldn't make it because of illness or something else didn't go to, to see him off, but uh, well, he was a terrific bloke. We are almost out of time, so just give us your best bet tonight. Well, I like Gary White's got a double, and I'm hoping he gets the double. I'm um, I'm Keefe, race four, number seven, I'm Keefe. The two starts for two-fourths, the latest in Hobart. Got knocked down in the straight. Um, should have finished a lot closer. Um, gets his chance tonight. And in the last race, race nine, number three, I'm Corrupt. It's reduced to five horses now. He gets his chance, and uh, Bull and Mercury's on both of them, so I think Gary will get the double tonight. And that is uh, race four, number seven, I'm Keefe, and in race nine, number three, I'm Corrupt. And if you want something each way, then um, uh, if you have a look at the... I'm just, just pulling it up now. It's in race eight, and it's number nine, and it's... Uh, um, oh, geez, it's... it's uh, Swing King, $12. Swing King. There Swing you go. King. Good on you, Pete. Good punning tonight, mate. Pete Staples with Tassie Time, presented by Ladbroke Summit Racing Fest.